0: Welcome to episode 33 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusey. Jesus wasn't always popular. Our mandate is to not always be popular, but it is to be truthful and effective for the gospel. This is Leadership in Context, a conversation on leadership in the context of the local church. For show notes, email podcast at innerpastors.com. And now here's Keith Toosey.
1: Last time we were together, I talked about the fact that everybody didn't like Jesus and everybody is not going to like you. Of course, that does not take the responsibility off of our shoulders as being as likable as we possibly can be and not allowing our personalities or our flaws to be the thing that is put forward more than our mission and our representation of Jesus. I thought I'd just give you five things that I believe that are doctrinally and culturally converging that we need to be prepared to please the Lord on. And I think this is really the root of the matter. If our desire is really about pleasing God, it is a lot less tempting to cowtail to people and try to please them. The truth is you really can't do both from a motive standpoint. I do believe that when you please God, he does give you favor with certain people. I also know that when you please God, it stirs up the adversaries of those people who don't like Jesus, and therefore they are not going to like you. So I've just got a short list. I could probably put more on this list. As a matter of fact, I know I could, but I think these are key doctrinal points that we need to be orthodox in, we need to be fundamental in. We need to just not be declarative, but we need to be teaching in. And they also have a cultural touchstone that is important for us to define who Christ is and so that we can do the things that God has called us to do, thus defining our own mission. So let me give you those five things, okay? Number one, Jesus is the way. There is no other path to God. He is the way, the truth, and the life. This needs to be clearly declared uh, without fear of retribution. We absolutely would take the stand that Jesus is the only way. There are no other paths to God. While other people might be sincere, they would be sincerely wrong. Not to be clear on this point would be a radical disservice to anything else we believe. I believe we can do this with clarity. I believe we can do it with compassion. But I believe that it really must be done, and it must be taught in the Scriptures and through the Scriptures. Number two, heaven and hell are real, literal places that exist and people are going to go to one place or another. Heaven and hell are the capstones or the containers of eternity as we move forward. And I think this generation has had far too little indoctrination on heaven and hell, far too little biblical teaching on heaven and hell, and what they're like, for instance, as opposed just to who is going there, and who is not going to either place. I think there needs to be some real clarity there. I think to preach about eternity without teaching what the Bible says about eternity, what it says about heaven and hell, I think is a real disservice to the gospel. I believe one of the things that's very much lacking in a very material, advancing culture is that sense of eternity rather than just earthly fulfillment and even the idea of sins being forgiven so that we can lead a better life, but rather to tantalize people, uh, as the scripture does, with the reality that someday we will have the opportunity to spend every day with Jesus forever and ever. Heaven and hell are real, and we need to really declare that from the scriptures. I believe it would affect Not only the culture in our church, but the culture beyond our walls. Number three, that God is the absolute and specific creator. That God created the world. That the world was created by design. That God is a divine architect. That God created the beginning. That God invented time for man to mark his progress. The first revelation of God is God as creator. Uh, That's why the attempts to uh, minimize the Old Testament are so repugnant, I believe, to the Holy Spirit, because our first revelation of who God is in detail is that of a creator, not just a sustainer, not somebody who watched something take place and kind of uh, managed it, but God specifically, as the Bible declares, created the earth and created it to his specifics He created it to his design. Uh, It did not evolve. I think we need to be very clear on this. Again, not just talking about it, but teaching in the Bible from it and why it's important to our own life. We have a lot of people that have become very mystic in their spirituality as opposed to spiritual. They believe things happen in a vacuum. They do not understand cause and effect. They do not understand seed time and harvest. And we're trying to get them to relate to God. Uh, And that must be the God in the Bible who is an exact and specific uh, creator. And uh, I would encourage people to have uh, godly people who are scientific in their renditions and can interpret some of these things maybe beyond uh, what the average pastor could do uh, as something that would happen in a church, at least on an annual basis. But I think we can preach the doctrine of creation and connect it to why it is so important in the believer's life. Number four, human sexuality is under God's authority, that God created man, that God created women. I believe we're weak on that point because we're weak on the point before. But again, there's a cultural touchstone here. And we need not just to declare what it is, we need to declare why it is. We need to talk about the family unit and reproduction and the and the differences between men and women and how they complement each other and how they're designed to do that. Uh, there's so much doctrine in the Bible in this that I think we really need to be the people to talk about it. Uh, being against one form of sexual relationship, homosexuality, is certainly not the answer, although we're obviously against that if we believe the Bible. But we've got to be pro-man, we've got to be pro-woman, and we've got to be pro-marriage. I would say those people that say we need to be known for what we're for as opposed to what we're against, that's cute, and there is an element of truth to it, but the truth is when you're clearly for something, you are going to be against something. But let's be clearly for it. Let's be clearly for masculinity. Let's be clearly for femininity. Let's be clearly for marriage, not just saying something about it. Let's offer marriage classes. Let's offer premarital counseling. Let's offer follow-up to newlyweds. Let's offer counseling so people can avoid divorce. Let's offer child training. Uh, Let's do the things that are pro-marriage. Uh, so that we can build up marriage and we can draw the distinction and plead with people to come under God's authority and his design. These are very critical times we live in. Uh, The Bible knew these things were coming. Uh, God's revelation is very clear on these items, Old Testament and New Testament. And we need to be very clear if we're going to accurately represent Jesus. Uh, What good would it be to win somebody to ourselves, to win some personality, and not win them to Jesus. Number five, taking the life of the unborn or any innocent person for that matter is clearly unacceptable and not okay. The scripture is so chock full of references to the innocent. God established seven cities of refuge where the innocent or those could do wanted a fair shake, could get a trial before their blood they had shed was avenged. Think about how key that was to God's economy and God's building a society, that there would be a just place for people to be able to defend so that the innocent would not be slain. And God went on to say that if the innocent was slain inside the borders of that city, that it would bring condemnation on the whole city for not defending the innocent. And then we look at the things that are happening around us. Again, we need to more than just say we're against abortion. We need to give the biblical doctrine on being pro-life and why life is so critical. And this ties into the life of Jesus. If the life of 60 million unborn children is not valuable, and then we talk about Jesus who gave his life those facts begin to mitigate in people's mind. When you have a culture like India where human life is not valuable, the preaching of the gospel obviously has a barrier that has to break through. So we need to be very clear doctrinally, not just against abortion, but pro-life, and then being against abortion, which we clearly should be, the innocent taking of life, the exploiting of women, the taking away responsibility of men, uh, we need to be very clear on. So these are five things that people may not like you about in our culture. Uh, By the way, I think there are five things that there are people out there that are really looking for somebody to lead them on, and they're going to follow somebody who's clear on these things. Why not let it be us who are preaching the gospel and we have God's truth on these matters? So, Let's remember, Jesus wasn't always popular. Our mandate isn't always to be popular, but it is always to be truthful and effective for the gospel. This is Keith Tusci with Leadership and Context.
0: Today, Keith discussed five foundational beliefs that we must stand firm on. These beliefs are things that our culture does not agree with, but they are foundational, they are important. And regardless of what people think of us, we must stand firm on them. Jesus wasn't always popular. Our mandate is to not always be popular, but to be truthful and effective for the gospel. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at inourpastors.com. If you would like more information, check out our website, inourpastors.com. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at In See you next week.